kid tested. Mother approved. I'm the kid Ruben. I'm the mom Dawn. Hello everybody. There it is. <laughs> I was trying really hard not to say it. And can I just say, even though it's going to date it, you can turn us off and we can go again. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Yeah, we can say Happy Memorial Day. I mean, we do that anyway. That's the thing. It's like, some podcasts are like, you can't say the date because then it, it dates it and blah, blah. And we're like, it doesn't matter. This is me and my mom being like, <laughs> it's kind of like to, you know what I imagine is that like, you know when you listen to a show and like you imagine what the people look like? Uh-huh. I know what we look like, okay? Yeah, and and when I hear these episodes, I just imagine like two puppets, like two Muppets <laughs> just being like, me, 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 like that wall and that yeah. blue background are just two like, me, 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 me. I hope that's not what people think we look like. Everybody knows what you look like. Does everybody know what I look like? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I would say a combination. No, don't be rude. I, I was trying to think of the weirdest thing I could think of, and I was yeah. I, I don't know. I was gonna say a yam, but that sounds insulting. I don't even know what that is. A yam? A yam? Yeah, I was just trying you to just think. Just called me a vegetable. I was trying to think of the two like randomest things. It was gonna be like a combination of like a yam and no, a fifty-two-year-old preschool teacher with glasses and grayish hair. That's what I look like. Yam and, and a platypus. <laughs> think so so anyway if you've never watched your show i don't look like a yam and a platypus we are a movie review podcast where we talk about movies and then either our listeners you guys give us a theme or we pick a theme and then ruben gives the movie to me i give the movie to him and we just keep going and this week <laughs> we just keep going we just keep going i don't know Sorry. we pick a movie for each other to watch that's what i said we, do you say theme yeah i pick a theme and then we yeah. I just said that. We also said that if you've never watched the show before. Sorry, listen, there's no watching. Mom's got so much energy today, I love it. That's because I've been up for a little bit and I had caffeine, yay! <laughs> I like how some of these episodes, we're very tired. Right, well this is because it's, it's 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Usually we're doing it in the afternoon, sometimes we've done it like at 9 o'clock at night, which is the end of the day. But I like, it's very funny to me, because there's some episodes where we're just like, uh, we get kind of like crazy. This episode, you just have so much energy. I love it. I'm not even being facetious. I oh. actually enjoy how much energy you have I'm right awake. <laughs> like I said, caffeine. Yeah. Um, wait, does chai have caffeine in it? Yeah. Okay, good. Then yes, I've had caffeine. Anyway, so no, you can't watch us. You have to listen to it. Yes. So this week's theme... Is the last of Mishmash May. We're done with Mishmash May because for, uh, Friday is June. Can you Oof, believe it? That's crazy. Yeah, preschool graduation, Friday, June. That's fun. That's fun. Okay, anyway, I came up with this theme. You did. I you did. came up with most of these, I think. I think it's been fun. Thanks for letting me do that. <laughs> I'll let you do June. How's that? Okay. Um, anyway, dramedy. Dramedy. So, am I going first? This You're going to go first. Said. Okay, so you gave me The Way, Way Back. Yes. Is it, yeah, it is the way, way back. It's the way, way back. Came out in the... Late 2000s. Late 2000s. Like, whatever we're calling 2010s decade. 2010-ish. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know what we're going to call, what we call that, the teens, right. but it's not the teens because there's 10, 11, 12 in there. Somebody will tell you in an email what we call that. Yeah. I bet so. Taylor knows. Yeah. Do you realize that you mention Taylor every episode? Yeah, he likes it. <laughs> Good, I like it too. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Okay, anyway, starring Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Sort of. He, he, I would say, I would say he's more uh, supporting. I mean, he... uh, supporting in a creepy way. Hello, I don't like Steve Carell. Is oh, is it a probably okay? If you haven't seen it, stop this podcast. Go watch it. Come back because I'm gonna spoil it. I 
Well, this, and this I want to talk a, about this, but I, yeah, this but isn't a really spoilery it. movie either. There's not. I mean, well, there's, there's what one I was scene. Gonna say was gonna it's gonna spoil something. Okay, just say it. It's fine. Steve Carell is not nice in this movie. He's kind of creepy and a, not abusive, but more foreboding. He's controlling. Super controlling. That's Steve the word I was Carell is a phenomenal actor and he, does not get enough work for his talent. He really doesn't. Like he's very funny. But he's very good at playing a real person. person. And this movie proves it. Yeah, oh my gosh. Because I, I wasn't that big of a Steve Carell fan. Because mm. in my mind, I'm thinking... The Alexand Office. The Office. I've never seen, actually. I've seen two parts of You've an episode. You've never seen The Office? I haven't watched it from like start to finish oh one entire episode. If for some reason the show ever ends... Our show? Yes. Well, someday it will. Okay, geez, yikes. Well, someday. I mean, I'm not saying it for a long time. But, but what I mean is, we will then do a sequel, like a, a new show, where you and I watch the entire series of The Office each episode. Okay. Beca because... That sounds good. And then we have to watch the entire 12 seasons of Murdoch Mysteries. What? No. I like this. I'm watching that now. I got Acorn. What? I got Acorn. All right, keep talking about what you're I'm just telling you. I got, I got an acorn. So, do you know what the, it's, No. It's like one of the subscriptions on Amazon Prime. Oh. And um, it has all... I love this show. And there's 11 seasons and Christmas movies and of Murdoch Mysteries. So that's what I'll be watching. But that's not what I'm going to talk about on what we're watching because I talked about last week. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. Steve Carell. Yes. Tony Collette. Yes. Allison Janney. Yes. Now, how many times has she been on here? A million. I feel like Allison, like we'd really need to sit down and check how many times Allison Janney has she, been on yeah, the show. Yeah, she, she and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think, are the the yeah. tied ones. Um, and one of your favorites, who I appreciated in this movie, Sam Rockwell. And and one of your favorites, Maya Rudolph. Oh, I love her. I absolutely she could, love seriously, her. She could come on this podcast. Like, I would love to sit here and just talk with Maya Rudolph because she is so she's talented too. It would be interesting to talk to her as a real person because you see her like in this movie, she seems like a real person, but yet you've seen her in those seventh generation. You don't watch TV. She does these seventh generation laundry cleaning product commercials. And they're so goofy. Oh, she she's hilarious. I really do like her. And she was fantastic in Life of the Party. Yeah. Well, she was on SNL for a while. And she oh, I didn't is, know that. Oh, yeah. That's that's how I found out about her, is okay. SNL. She was great. Okay. Um, there was something. Okay, the movie. I forgot. I like, oh, yeah. what were we talking about? And then another, uh, more cast, but those were a like the standards. Cast, yeah. yeah. So basically the story, and I don't know the character's name, so we're just going to call him... The character, I don't know. Duncan was actually the Duncan main character. Of, oh, I forget his, <laughs> for, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, um, Duncan and his mom, Tony Collette, um, are going to Tony Collette's boyfriend's summer house. And, uh, Steve Carell, I forgot his, the character's name, doesn't matter. Steve Carell has a daughter. She's all about herself. She's kind of snotty. We don't really like her. She's a teenager. They're all teenagers. I didn't realize until the end of the film that Duncan is 14. Yeah. I was thinking he was just a little bit older. So Duncan is 14. I'm guessing the teenage girl is probably, well, she didn't seem to drive, so she's probably about 15 maybe. Mm -hmm. She seemed a little bit older than him. So they're going to the beach house somewhere on a beach and... It's like an East Coast thing. It's an East Coast thing, yeah. And 
it's fun and they do beach, but Steve Carell is just kind of, I don't know, there's something about well, him that you The very waiting. first scene, the mom's asleep and the, the daughter's asleep, and Steve Carell goes, Duncan, on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you think you're at? He's like, what? He goes, just where do you think you're at? He's like, I, uh, I don't know. Like, I think he calls himself a 6. Yes. And then he's like, I think you're a 3. Right, exactly. And, and I thought, you big butt. And he's like, and he tries to, he's like, I, mean, I want to get you to higher than a three. So I think sometimes when I was watching this character, I think he wants to be better than he is, but he's just not. I don't think he knows how to be better than he is. And I think he thinks he thinks he is being better than he is. Right. Like in his mind, he is being a good person. Right. But he's not. No. So, so they go to the beach house and the first person they see is Allison Janney, who's the neighbor who seems to be drunk all the time. And she, <laughs> I loved her. She just talks. It was one of those things like... Everybody know, knows someone like that. Right. Where the filter in the brain is gone. She's a vacation mom. She's a vacation mom. She's got three kids. She's got negative stuff to say about all of them. Yes. The oldest one does drugs, and apparently he sells it to all the neighbors. The middle one, the daughter, I don't remember what she's... She's the artsy poetry one. Yes. And she just kind of sits on the porch and yes. just looks and stuff. And it's then a the, fanning, isn't it? I'm not sure who that... No, it it's wasn't... It's Anna-Sophia Robb. Yes, it is. And where would I know her from now? Is she bridged to Terabithia? Yes, she is. Do I... But I was looking I'm at her sure stuff and I... am not sure what else she's in. I don't think she's done anything within the last couple of years that I know of. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's Peter, who has a wandering eye, and, and Alice and Janie's character is always making comments about his eye and making him wear a patch and all that stuff. So they get there, and everybody's going to the beach, and then you meet... Steve Carell's friend and his very young... I don't think so. I don't think she's young. You don't think she's younger than... Yes, she is. I think she's younger, but I don't think it's like a thing that she's like 10... You know what I mean? I right. think it's an I think it's an acting... I think it's it a casting choice. choice, not a character choice. Because they don't make reference to it. That's true. They're not like, she's super young. Because right. they make the thing seem like they've been together for a long time. Okay. So th that was my... I honestly thought they were about the same age. Oh, okay. So then... Because also Rob Corddry, uh, he's a little... He's younger than he looks. Oh, I was going to say, because he looked older to me. Yeah. So they're always hanging out. And it seems like, I don't know, that the um, friend's wife is kind of creepy and gross and stuff. So the summer is going to continue. My favorite part, I have to tell you right now, is the music. Music is so good. Because it's music I knew. I mean, yeah. at one point, the Duncan is laying on top of Steve Carell's car with his little tape player in his ears, singing um, Ario Speedwagon. And then everybody's in the house partying. And it's Kyrie Lazon from um, Mr. Mister, who, yes, I have their poster on my wall. Okay, and I love, so Kyrie Lazon is a word. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember what it means. I think think it means God be with us, but I'm not sure. sure. So somebody else will t will email us and say you were a little bit wrong, and that's okay. But the girl, I don't know if you remember this because you didn't rewatch it. The friend's wife is singing. She's laughing so hard. And she, she thinks the word is carry a laser. So she is singing carry a laser. And then her husband goes, wait, what are you singing? And she goes, carry a laser. That's what it is. And he's like, why would someone sing carry a laser? <laughs> she goes, because they like outer space. It was so funny to me because I love that song. Um, I remember that exact dialogue. But, to, okay, 
that kind of dialogue in this movie is what makes it feel so real. Yeah, and it's I love that quick, snappy it's dialogue. It's so, like, it's just so genuine, and it's like, it's unnecessary, completely unnecessary, but it builds the characters. It really does. I, I really, like, really, yeah. There's no character in this movie that I felt was flat. No. They all had, like, even even that friend, the mm-hmm. the Steve Carell's friend, he had depth because he was kind of, you kind of wanted to like him, but he didn't really do anything wrong. Right. But you weren't sure about him. You spend the whole time going, are you creepy or are you okay? Yeah, or, he's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's, he's just, just a normal just guy, just, yeah. Fine. So, but Duncan doesn't really fit in. So, yeah. so Steve Carell makes his daughter take her, take him to the beach, and he's just sitting there, mm-hmm. you know. And then they're having parties, and he's literally just sitting there. So, at one point, he finds, I guess, the daughter's bike when she was a little girl. So he rips the little shrilly things off the handlebars, and it's pink and it's little and it's got a basket, and he starts riding around, and he meets this guy at the pizza place, and so they kind of start talking. He's playing Pac-Man. Who's playing Pac-Man. And this guy is so quick with, with the lines and the talking and the lines. And I think um, at one point he's trying to talk to Duncan. And Duncan's very slow. Not slow in a bad way. But mm-hmm. slow as he seems like he thinks before he talks. Or he kind of has to take it in and then he's going to talk. And uh, Sam Rockwell's character says, okay, let's speed up this conversation. <laughs> and then he leaves. But then over, you know, Duncan just doesn't want to be there. So he just keeps leaving every day. Where'd you go? Nowhere. Where'd you go? Nowhere. So he ends up at Water Wiz, the water park, which just yeah. made me laugh so much that it was called Water Wiz. And it's called Water Wiz? Called Water Wiz. That's funny. Yeah. So he kind of ends up there. Sam Rockwell sees him and tells him he has to leave because he's having too much fun and the other guests are getting uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. So but he's just sitting there. He's, he's literally doing... just a bump on a log. And so Duncan's like, okay. And he stands up and Sam Rockwell's like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So he kind of takes him under his wing. He hires him immediately um, just to kind of do this and that. And you can, I think he just kind of feels like something's going on with Duncan, you know, Mm -hmm. that he has nowhere to be. So things are going on and then things are going on at home and it's just, it's not good. So that's why Duncan likes to be there because he's happy. So he's accepted. He's accepted and he's comfortable. And, you know, Sam Rockwell is kind of helping him and they're all accepting him. So yeah, nobody, nobody is upset by Duncan's new appearance. No. Like, Everybody's just like, come on in. Yeah. And um, it's very funny because, like, his first day, I guess, some kids steal cardboard. These big, they didn't look like kids to me. They were like grown-ups. But they steal cardboard and they start doing, like, the break dancing. So I don't know why they couldn't do break dancing there, but... Because my Rudolph is saying it's causing a, a blockage. Oh, got it. So... Sam Rockwell's like, okay, your turn, Duncan. Go get the cardboard. And so my Rudolph's like, no, no, don't make him do that. And he's like, nope, he'll do it. So he goes over there. I have to take your cardboard. And they're like, okay, well, you have to dance first. Well, he's not that great of a dancer, no. but he gives it all he's got. And then um, the, and the guy's like, okay, you can have our cardboard. And the girl's like, nope, we're not done yet. And so they keep kind of dancing with Duncan. And then they start calling him Poppinlock. Poppinlock. And that's what he becomes known as, is Poppinlock. So he's accepted. And he loves being there. And as things keep going on with Steve Carell's character and his mom. His mom. And I mean, it's raining one day. 
And he's like, okay, we'll go to the movies and we'll hang out with Kip and whatever his wife's name is. And she's like, let's just be, let's just do the four of us. And they only can find Candyland. And Steve Carell's character is like, no, you have to do it this way. And she's like, forget it. He's very controlling about how he plays Candyland. Exactly. Yeah. Everything. And it just keeps going. And then at one point, he just goes away. He's just gone, like, for the whole day. He just leaves. Because they, they had argued. Now, was this before or after the barbecue? Oh, there was the barbecue. Oh, sorry, I forgot that part. Which, which, which kind is of super important. It, it's, it's very interesting that that's kind of a climax because it's not the climax you expect in this movie. No. So, sorry, got to go that's back okay. to the barbecue. So they all have the 4th of July barbecue at Alice and Janie's house and things are going and there's drugs and all kinds of craziness. And then... Drugs being, it looks like, like it's just weed. Yeah. Nobody's on like ecstasy. No, no, not that. Sorry. Not, uh, drugs are bad. doesn't matter what they are. You shouldn't take them. But I know. Just, yeah, good point. There, there's a difference when like yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. So anyway, then I don't know what happens, but Duncan is going up to the house and he sees Steve Carell's character kind of leaned up against Kip's wife. Yeah. And she goes, "Oh, not this summer," and she gets all kind of nasty about it. Oh, but they definitely kiss or something. Yeah. Well, because well, she Duncan yeah. sees them. He doesn't just see them like very close. He sees something physically happen. Well, right. that's what I'm saying. And I think he th he physically sees a kiss. Yeah. Or but their bodies were very close. So I I'm kind of thinking more what's going on. Like what? S something. Something. Some body rubbing or I don't know. Body rubbing. <laughs> I don't know. We don't want to talk about that. So anyway. So then Duncan sees it, but I don't think Steve Carell's character no. sees Duncan. Duncan, which is really weird because they're on the side of the house and Duncan is in the front side. So Steve Carell has to walk up past well, him. Because Duncan kind of like slinks against the wall. And it's dark. Yeah, it's dark. So he, so then Tony Collette's character says, you were gone all this time and you um, just got marshmallows. And he said, oh, Jones got the rest. And she literally throws it at Tony Collette's character. And Tony Collette is kind of starting to She's put starting the pieces, pieces together. together. And then Duncan blows up. Well, yeah. Something happens, and Duncan just loses it and says, Mom, I don't think it was at the barbecue. I think it was another scene. Yeah. Some other sort of thing that they were. Duncan just has had it. And he's like, Mom, don't you see this? Oh, I know. Because then Steve Carell's character was gone all day. Mm -hmm. And then he says... She goes, where were you? Oh, I was on Kip's boat. We just got lost track of time. Okay. And then something else happened. Kip's boat. And then Kip said, yeah, my boat's, my boat's broken. The motor's broken. It's been broken, broken for summer. a week. Yeah. And so she really puts the pieces together. But as, And then she's going to walk away. And that's when, and she's crying. And that's when Duncan says, Mom, don't you, it's not the boat. You know, he was, this is what he's doing. He's been doing this the whole time. Don't say something stick mm -hmm. up for yourself and then he turns around and punches steve or pushes steve carell's character yeah and steve carell's character actually goes to punch him back yeah he and that's when kip jumps in which which right. that's the thing is like you like kip because he just yeah kip says okay look we just need to solve this problem like kip is a genuine person he's making person decisions right. he's just trying to de-escalate the situation He's not a good guy or a bad guy because Kip is just kind of there. Right. But his character has depth instead of just being like, get him. He's right. like, no, no, no. We are not going to have an adult fight a child right now. Exactly. Like, it's like, yeah, no. So more stuff goes on. 
And Duncan just leaves. He, You know where he's going, but he leaves. And Peter's under the table. Poor Peter. He's always under a table. He's like, take me with you. He goes, no, I'm not taking you with me. I'm going to go because, I don't know if Duncan like he's hides. He's under the porch. Yeah, and he hides. And then there's Peter, and he goes, if you don't t take me, I'm going to scream. Oh, come on. So he sticks him in the basket on the bike. Peter's probably about, what do you think, nine? Mm -hmm. Maybe ten? Yeah. And he starts <coughs> riding away. And where do they go? They go to Water Wiz. But it's at night. I was just going to say that. Oh, sorry. It's at night. <laughs> and they're having a party. So he just, it's, it was very cute. The, the employee entrance is locked. So Duncan's going to climb over and uh, Sam Rockwell's friend, blonde guy, great character, don't yeah. know his name, says, or you could just use the gate like the rest of us. And he's like, oh. And so, well, because I don't think it's locked. I just think it's closed. Right. And he doesn't even try it. Right. Well, but there was another gate they yeah. opened in. So they're having a party and Sam Rockwell goes, okay, you can stay for a little bit, but you need to go home. And then my favorite part of this movie happens. Okay. The kid, Peter, wants to grab a beer, and Sam Rockwell's like, no, you're right. like 10 years old. Right. You're not having a beer. Right, like, exactly. Which was so cool, because the parents are like, whatever. Yeah. And Sam Rockwell's like, no, you're a child. I'm like, I'm technically going to be responsible for you for this. Right. So he says, then he says to Duncan, you got to, you could stay for a bit, but then you got to go home. Well, they're just having a great time and having a part, just having fun, mm -hmm. you know? And then... Because it's a goodbye party for... Uh, Lewis. Lewis. Yes. Who, Lewis and the blonde guy, co-directed this movie. Oh. I also believe they co-wrote it. They are writing partners. Um, so great. You know who Lewis is. I don't. He's the dean from Community. What? <laughs> That's the dean. I know you had told me that, but he looked totally different yeah. in this movie. And he looked a lot thinner. Yeah, he doesn't act like the dean. Yeah, not in a bad way, thinner, but I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's yeah. the goatee. I think, yeah. So they're having a party for Lewis because he's leaving in a Sam Rockwell's character again. And uh, he never leaves. And he doesn't leave after this. So anyway, they party. And then it's the morning. And Sam Rockwell said, uh, I didn't mean in the morning. So he takes Peter home. Duncan takes Peter home. And Duncan, oh, Peter's mom's yelling at him. Where have you been? Wherever. Talk to me when I, talk to me after I wake up, woman. And he goes yeah. to bed. And Duncan goes in, and the station wagon is packed. Mm -hmm. Steve Carell and the daughter are almost done. And the daughter's like, thanks a lot, Duncan. And mom's packing up. And he's like, wait, I don't want to go. You know, can't you and I stay? No, we're going home. So they go to get gas. They're leaving. They go to get gas. And, of course, just by coincidence, it's right by Waterwiz. Before they go get gas, he kisses what's-her-name. Oh, yeah, he says They're... goodbye, and she kisses him. Yeah, because he tried to kiss her earlier. She said no. Right. <clears throat> not because, she, and she says not because she didn't want to. She was just surprised. She was going to do it, but he ran away and got, like, scared. Right. And um, that's when he hid under the porch, and that's yeah. where he got Peter. There's like this that. whole, there's a couple subplots we're totally missing. Yeah. Um, that's totally fine. Because like, I don't want to give it all away, because yeah, you really is, need to watch it. This is such a... So we don't want to give it all away. So, um, anyway, so he's sitting in the back of the station wagon, which I have to tell you, many a trips I've sat in the back of the station wagon facing the wrong way. Um, and he sees water whisk, and he literally jumps out, because the window's down, he jumps out and he runs. And the car stopped. Oh, yeah, because they're getting gas. Yeah. And, uh, I'm thinking, so then Tony Collette sees him, and she's chasing him, and Steve Carell's just yelling, and they... 
Oh yeah. So he runs in and they're like, hey, Bob and Locke, hey, Bob and Locke. So the whole big, and Tony Collette is like looking around going, what is going on? She, she didn't know. Yeah. Right, but and then, then they she see. sees the employee of the month picture and it's, it's done and it says Pop and Locke. And so he says to, he gets way up to the uh, top of the water slide and he says to, oh my gosh, I just forgot. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's character, we're going to do it right now. So the big rumor all summer is that somebody was actually able to swim, swimmer number one, and then swimmer number two, and swimmer number two was able to pass swimmer number one in a single tube. On the water slide. On the water slide. So he's like, I'm going to do it. And there's these kids that have been trying all this stuff. Which I love the interaction they have with Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Because he's like, these are my little dreaming sons, like and Jorge, Carlos, and yeah. like Pingling or something. The kid's like, my name's Greg. Yeah, and he's like, I don't care. So Sam Rockwell's like, okay, let's do it. So... Sam Rockwell goes down, Duncan goes down, and when they come out, Duncan's in front of Sam Rockwell. Everybody's shouting. It's a big deal. Sam Rockwell comes out. He says to, and then Duncan says to his mom, Mom, this is my friend with the car. This is whatever his character's name this is. This is Sam Rockwell. And she's like, well, nice to meet you. And I was thinking, ooh, something, but no. No, that'd be weird. No, because he has this whole thing with Maya Rudolph. I know, it's very cute. So then Steve Carell's character is like, come on, or, or hi, I'm so-and-so. I love this because it's so subtle, but it's so important. And the whole movie, this is what needed. Sam Rockwell stands in front of Duncan mm-hmm. and blocks him. And then I think Steve Carell's, come on, Duncan. And he literally blocks him so he can't get to Duncan. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember how it ends i think it just kind of pretty much it's after they do the the switch oh no i remember <coughs> i remember and then they all get back in the car to go home mm-hmm. and tony collette crawls in the back of the station wagon with duncan and sits with duncan do you remember what sam rockwell says to duncan after they do the uh the switch no congratulations on being the first person to ever do the switch at water with <sighs> like he's like what he's like a rumor's fake never happened you did it uh, now it has like and duncan's like i don't remember that part yeah that that to me was like yes. yeah so as you can tell i loved this movie now i thought i hadn't seen it mm-hmm. but i was watching it I, I don't know if i just saw previews or if i because i didn't remember all of it robert owns this so we might have watched it as a family once or twice or you guys were watching it and i was walking back mm-hmm. and forth uh love this movie this is a this is a definitely you've got to see it for sure if you're a buyer of great films you need to buy this one mm-hmm. um, I'm glad that Robert owns it I might need to borrow it from him I love this film this was thank you for letting me watch this because this was a yeah. fantastic film. everybody in this movie does a amazing job yes like I mean even the little subplots we didn't touch on are so important in this movie it's, it all works together like a puzzle it's just yeah. so good and Sam Rockwell and Steve Carell need to be in more things like this. I'm, I'm telling you, we might need to do a Sam Rockwell or Steve... We might need to start for one month just doing episodes with certain actors. Yeah. And just start talking about them because they are... And what I liked about this, in reality, did a lot of stuff happen in this film? Not really. No. But it Not was such happens. an amazing story. It's a character. It's it's just all about character. Right, and the little things that made such a big deal. Because so many more things could have happened. Like Sam Rockwell could have punched Steve Carell. Which he should have. Right. Really hard. 
But you know what I mean? Like, all these other things could have happened, which could have escalated it. And it didn't because it kept a realness to it. Like, right. it, it kept, like, a... No? It's not a... They didn't treat it like it's a movie. They treated it like, how would real people react in this situation? Um, I still think you should have punched him. But yeah, Jim Rash and Nat Faxon, uh, the blonde guy, and then uh, Lewis, they wrote, I believe they wrote this. I know for sure they directed it. But they actually got a, um, <coughs> they got a Academy Award for The Descendants with George Clooney. Did they write that too? Yeah. I have never seen that. Neither have I. I just so know. We, that, I just know that they're Academy Award winners. And I, I was hoping it was for this movie. This movie did not get much recognition. No, it's a fantastic. movie. No major awards um, deserves them. This movie is phenomenal. I was gonna say definitely. It's this a, it's, is a great coming of age story. Yes, and if you like those movies that not a lot of stuff goes on, but a lot of character development, you need to see this film. It's funny too. Man, it's, is it funny! It is funny and awkward and quirky and all those things. So. Love, love, love it. So what do you officially give it, rating? Buy it. Buy it? Buy it, buy it, buy it. Yeah. Because it's amazing. Yeah. Well, and Sam Rockwell, to me, is just like, this is a perfect Sam Rockwell role. Well, you're rooting for him the whole time. I wanted him to, to have Duncan come live with him, and that's when I realized that Duncan was only 14. Yeah, it's a little was, weird. I'm like, he can't. Because, oh, again, I thought Duncan was older. <laughs> no, he's a kid. He's 14. So, anyway, love, 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 love this movie. Oh, good. and I love it. That's good. I'm glad you liked it. Okay, now let's... Do we need a break, or are you still good? I'm great. All right, keep... Well, good. I'm glad you're great. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. What's your movie, Ruben? My movie's Lady Bird with Cyrus Ronan, which I cannot talk about if she is attractive or not because she plays a child in this movie. She doesn't play a child. She was a high school student. That's still a child. That's still list... That still puts you on a list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, what's the name of the movie? Lady Bird. It's funny how you say it. What? Because you twang it. You say it. Ladybird. Ladybird. Yeah, well, when you first said it, you have to Lady go back Bird. and listen. You said Ladybird. Ladybird. Whatever. It doesn't it, matter. It's Ladybird. It's called Ladybird. Yes. No? Starring? Cyrus Ronan. I don't know what I was trying to say there, but I wasn't trying to say her name at first. Uh -huh. And then you said starring. So I was like going to try and say her name. So I just went. La, 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 la. <laughs> there you go. Cyrus Ronan. And? Uh. Who else is in this movie? Uh, Timothy Chalamet. Who's Timothy Chalamet? He's the little peach boy from Call Me By Your Name. Okay. And that kid from Three Billboards. Okay. And Laurie Metcalf. She plays the mom. She plays. Oh, yeah. She was great. She was. Um, I, I, I want to look this up while you're talking because I thought there were some Oscar nods this year. For for, for, for this one. movie? I thought yeah. so. So here's the crazy thing about this movie. And we'll, we'll just really quick. Uh, we're going to talk about the Oscars the Oscar season this movie we're gonna throw it back okay, okay. Lady Bird okay. Call Me By Your Name Shape of Water uh Three Billboards okay okay all nominated for tons of Oscars this year right this movie has Timothy Chalamet who is also in Call Me By Your Name which was and he was nominated for Call Me By Your Name I believe and Call Me By Your Name was nominated for a bunch of Oscars this movie also has the kid from Three Billboards which was nominated for a bunch but then <coughs> there's that is it Shape of Water has that one guy who was nominated for a bunch of things, who was, and Shape of Water was nominated for a bunch of things, but then he's also in one of these other movies. Huh. So it was all together, like. Yeah, it was just like, it was a bunch of these actors were in, like, the same movies. That's interesting. <coughs> Do Man, you need to get some water or something? There's something in my throat, but it's fine. Okay. Um, Do you want me to go get you some water? I'm okay, thank you. Okay. Thanks, Mom. Sure. <laughs> 
it's just I could you could just talk and I'll run and get some water. I'm good. Okay. So this movie, Ladybird, is set in two thousand two. This is why that is important. Okay. Because it is this is gonna sound very strange. It's a nine eleven movie. Yeah. And it's not like a huge it's not like super important to the plot, but it is important to the plot that it's a post nine eleven America. And that is a freshly post-9-11 America. Yes. Because this is 2002, and it's like the... So- well, it's like fall of 2002. So it's been about a year since 9-11. Okay. But a lot of the political going-ons in the world at that time are constantly shown on the news, and they're, they're not affecting, really, the characters. But you can just see certain thing, how certain people are reacting to things, and like... Her wanting to... So Lady Bird wants to go to New York for school. And her real name is Caroline or Christine? Christine, yeah. Which is important. Right. Um, so she wants to go to New York for school. And she even references, like, it's post-9-11, tuition's low, like, people are kind of afraid. Like, even her family's kind of, like, weird about her going to New York. Um, well, Mom wants her close, close. Yeah, Mom, Mom is like, you're not allowed to go anywhere, you can't leave, we gotta do this podcast. Um <laughs> Hey now. You're an all-star. And so, uh, it's very, you know what I noticed too? You and I do the plots very differently. Okay. You're like, boom, boom. I'm just like, you're like, oh, and then this and this. And I'm just like, so it just starts, like, you give all that. And then there's this character and this. And I'm just like, so the movie starts with so-and-so who's played by this. And then we meet this person and. Okay. (coughs) Man, I don't know. Anyway. What's going on with your shirt? I don't know. So Lady Bird wants to go to school in New York, and her family her her family's not doing great financially, and they live in Sacramento. Yay! This whole movie takes place in Sacramento because Greta, Greta Gerwig, I believe is her name, is from Sacramento. Yay! Hooray, local! Yay, Yay. Dad! <laughs> I don't even know if that picked up, but that's so Here, good. Here, do it again. Okay. Yay, Dad! From Robin Hood, no, I animated didn't. series, animated movie. Oh, I wish Check I it out series. if you haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> well, because it's somebody... just in case, well, you know, I know you're not doing super great right now, Walt Disney Company, but we'll give a little plug to your animated movie, which came out more than thirty years ago. Oh, more than that. Robin Hood. Yeah. No. The reason why I said if you haven't check it out is because if somebody's new to listening, they're gonna have no idea. Why we just did that? Oh, that's a callback, huh? Technically. Well, because yeah. Because we did that in, in, the, in the in the Disney episode. Yeah. So just in case people are like, "What are they doing? What? What is that reference?" Yeah, that's what it's from. But little so, turtle. the little turtle. Uh, so then she, and okay, so Lady Bird wants to go to school, and her mom's like, "No, you gotta stay local." And her family's not doing great. They're not poor, and they're not like they're not like struggling to pay their bills. They're just not doing great compared to everyone else. Right. Like, they don't... Their house isn't great, but it's not falling apart. No, but as she says, we live on the wrong side of the tracks. She says it as a joke, and then the boyfriend says it to the mom. It's like, it's kind of funny, because... And the mom is super offended. Right. Which was not meant to be offensive. Lady Bird was just making a joke, like, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. And it's like, oh, that's funny. There is a train track. Right. Um, but so then, so so this whole movie is kind of about Lady Bird's last year of high school. Right. At a Catholic school that she pretty much hates. Yes. 
But so, and she's decided that she's calling herself Ladybird. That's the she name is that Lady she's yeah, given herself. Because yeah, because it's her given name, Ladybird. Because yes. um, she gave it to herself. Yes. So it's very interesting to see. Oh, hi, Theodore. Thank you for smacking the microphone. Uh, I hope him chewing on himself isn't gonna pick up. But um. <laughs> So, it's her last year of high school, and we meet her and her friend Julie, uh, and Julie is the sweetest. Is Julie is the friend in every high school movie. And I was curious. So this movie, to me, has a Juno and Napoleon Dynamite feel. Yeah, it does. It really does. What do you think is the oldest, timeline-wise, of the three? You mean which one came out first? No. Which one is set earliest? I think this one. Mm-hmm. It's this one. Then... Napoleon Dynamite, then Juno. Okay, did, um, um, do any of these three have the same, like, the, nope. one, n no nope. same director, no same writers, no same producers, no same nothing? Um, if it is, it's coincidental. Okay. Because, to me, they're all very different. Okay. But they're that weird high school, kind of, like, quirky end of the, like, yeah. The, they're yeah. all very similar. Right. Um. So Lady Bird wants to... So then she starts getting involved with the theater program with Julie. And Julie just does whatever Lady Bird does. Not because she can't make up her own decisions, but because they're, they're best, friends. They're besties. And so they get involved in the theater program, and then they meet... And I'm sure there's other stuff that happens, but this, this is... If Way Way Back was character-driven, this is like... Character... Like... This is like the character... <coughs> has like a brick on the the gas pedal because this is yeah. all character because not a lot happens but it's just it's this a story. is such a hefty movie there's just so much meat where it's just like it's all character there like you said not much happens there's very little quote-unquote happening but it is just all character so i while well, you pass over things to avoid spoilers I'm going to pass over things because there's just so much that it's right. like, there's no point in me like doing this subplot or that right. subplot. But if you haven't seen this movie, you should see it. It's pretty good. But I, it's not, a, not appropriate for everyone. No. Because there's some issues, the things that they talk about that are not, kids aren't going to like it anyway because yeah. it's just talking. It's going to be boring to a kid. But there's high school things. Right. They, there's, there's kids that are trying to defy what in their brain is going on trying to defy these things that they're told not to do. Well, why am I told not to do this? And and kids trying to find out who they are in high school. You don't know who you are in high school. You're not going to figure out who you are in high school. Nope. Like, And so I think that that's what this movie is. Is it's While Lady Bird is the focus, all of these kids are just trying to find out who they are. Exactly. And just trying to find out things about themselves. Um, so then they meet Danny, and Lady Bird kind of falls head over heels for Danny. And Julie gets a starring role in the, the play, and Lady Bird's in the chorus, and she's upset. But it doesn't matter. Um, right. Oh, this whole movie starts, too, with they're listening to Grapes of Wrath, and then they, the mom and the, and the daughter start arguing, so Lady Bird jumps out of the car. Yes, she does. Literally, the car is driving, Lady Bird opens the door, and boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and breaks her arm and writes something very nice on her cast. Um, not, not appropriate. It's not nice. So then they like Danny. Um, but so that's the whole thing. Is I really thought that something was going to happen with Julie and Ladybird, and Julie's like, "No, you, you like him. That's okay." Right. I was like, "Oh, okay," because 
we kind of see Julie has her own subplot that it doesn't really focus on, but you notice Julie starts kind of hanging out with this other guy. Great. Cool. So Lady Bird and Danny, is that his name? They boy. Uh, they start dating, and he's very rich, and Lady Bird isn't, and Lady Bird's family is kind of, like, upset. Like, Lady Bird's mom is just super defensive. About um, everything. Everything. She's upset that they're not spending Thanksgiving. She's She's kind of, like... She cares, but too much, and sometimes in the wrong ways. Exactly. Like, and the dad, the dad is the sweetest. The dad just, he loves Lady Bird, and he, you know, he goes, I'm your dad, and that's what I'm supposed to do, and uh, Lady Bird, at one point, asks to just be dropped off a little bit from school, because their car maybe isn't super great, and she just wants to walk. She doesn't want to be seen in the car. The dad doesn't say that he's hurt, but he tells the mom that he's hurt, and then later the mom kind of, like, brings it up, and he's Throws like... Throws it in her face. Yeah, and he's like, no, 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 like, hey, whoa, 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 like... We're good. We're okay, it's, it's, it's all right, um, and so then the, uh, then she's, like, so happy with Danny, and then he's gay, um... Which, yeah. Yeah. Okay, like, it's, it's a high school thing. Right, but you missed an important part. What did I miss? You missed the part that... When Julie and Lady Bird walk home, they always look at this beautiful blue house. Yeah. And, oh, that's their favorite house, and someday they want a house like that. So then Lady Bird and Danny go to Grandma's house for Thanksgiving, and guess who lives in the blue house? Grandma. Grandma does. So that's the house. Because it's kind of an important scene yes. later on in the movie. Yes. Sorry. No. It's all good. They, like I said, there's just so much there to this is so movie. There's so much. It's, it's very well written, and it's very intricate. And I think them listening to John Steinbeck at the beginning is not a coincidence. Right. And I think that that's, that's pretty hefty to, 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 to play John Steinbeck at the beginning and be like, hmm, kind of like a John Steinbeck thing, right? Because John Steinbeck is very well-written. John Steinbeck is very famous for being well-written. John, to, to almost compare yourself to John Steinbeck is really kind of like, ooh, but man. This felt like John Steinbeck. Yeah. Like, this was very... Like, you, this could have been a very good kind of book. Right. Where it's very intricate and very well written, and you could analyze the crap out of this. But it really is. It's vi Like, I'm going to keep going back to it. It's very interesting to watch the minor subtleties of a post-9-11 America. Yes. Because I was alive in a post-9-11 America. Obviously, so were you. But, like, you can't, you remember certain things. You don't remember other things. Right. You remember, like, and it, it doesn't, this movie, I'm just going to say it off the bat, does not deal with racism, doesn't deal with that kind of post-9-11 no. America, but just deals with everyone's general, general unease about everything now. Right. We know why the mom is so afraid. Yes, because that makes sense. Because Miguel, the brother, who we totally passed over, his whole subplot's interesting, but right. we'll just... And his just, girlfriend. And yeah, just watch the movie for them. Like, that's... Yeah. Um... So he saw, kind of saw a guy get stabbed outside of public school, but it wasn't like really he saw it, and it wasn't really near, but he still saw it. But the mom's just freaked out because this whole nine eleven thing and, and just everything has just kind of made the mom feel open. So that's why and she, she doesn't want to feel open. That's right. Um, this to me could be a movie that like a film class watches for like a history. This Get Out. It's right. kind of these like while it's not directly. I mean, this is more directly about the history. Right. You know what this feels like? What? This is to 9-11 what Big Lebowski was to the Gulf War. Okay. Because the okay, whole time in Big Lebowski, the Gulf War is going on. Right. Because this aggression will not stand and blah, blah, blah. And while it's not a driving force of the movie, 
it is the setting of the movie. Right. And and so it, it's interesting to kind of see how that really affects people that's not front lines, fortunate sons not playing as you're jumping out of a helicopter. Right. It's people who are at home dealing with what's going on. And I think that really has to do with the mom's overall fear, crazy kind of of, of everything because yes. of the unknown. Yeah. Of and feeling open. She does not like to feel open. No. Oh. No. Which is very funny because what's the first scene we see? She cries. Yeah. Um, and her and Lady Bird have a very interesting relationship. They go back and forth of kind of liking each other to not liking each other. And they say, there's the best line in this movie, is Lady Bird says, do you like me? And the mom goes, of course I love you. That's not what I'm asking. Do you like me? Right. Like, I know that you love me, but do you like me? And I can't remember what the mom answers. It's not yes, but it's not no, but it's not yes. Right. And so that it's, oh man, I like, okay, this was supposed to be dramedies. Right. This movie isn't very funny. No, sorry, it was in the category, so I It's interesting. It. And it's, there's one thing I laughed very hard at the beginning, yes. and I could not remember what it was. Um, I, I think it had something to do with that sweet little old nun lady, who, she was amazing. Wasn't, I love that actress. I and I love the is. older guy, too, who plays the, the father. Priest? He doesn't die, does he? No, he just, I think he has a depression thing. A lot of the adults in this movie deal with depression, mm -hmm. which is very cool because I can't say she doesn't, but Lady Bird just seems to be a teenager, not a teenager that is heavily struggling with depression. Does that make sense? Yep. She's just kind of str trying to figure out who she really is. Whereas the adults are all struggling with depression and that's okay. Right. That is totally okay. And it's very interesting to watch that. To watch, it's, honestly, it's very. I would say it kind of lines up with the nine eleven thing. You're not watching someone deal with it. You're watching someone deal with somebody who's dealing with it or dealing with, you know, kind of being on the opposite side and not really understanding what's going on. Her not really understanding her dad's depression. Right. Her not really understanding right. the depression that that father has. And, and right. Well, but one reason why her dad is depressed is money. Well, he loses his job. Which could have been a lot more dramatic. Right. And they, he didn't make it. Mom, the mom sure had to, at one, that one kind of big prominent blow-up scene. Mm -hmm. She makes sure that everyone knows their, their woes. Yes. Um, and the dad's trying to get a new job. Yes. And which is great. Um, Miguel is also trying to get the same job. <sighs> right. But I loved that because... I love when, because the dad is kind of, the dad's whole subplot is very interesting because he's kind of like, he understands, he is very good at what he can do. And he's almost better than these people that are hiring him. But they don't hire him because they don't get it. Well, and it's hard when you're in your certain age mm -hmm. and you've got these up and coming under people and you've been in the industry for 20 to 30 years to see these young people kind of pass you by and you're like, wait a minute, what happened here? But I love when he, he kind of, he doesn't bomb the interview. The other guy somehow bombs the interview. You know, the, inter right. the interviewer bombs the interview. Yep. Um, and she goes, how'd it go? And he goes, let's go get, let's go get a big bag of, bag of Doritos, eat them in the car and not tell your mother. <laughs> I loved it. There was a couple of times he said, let's just not tell your mother. And then, Miguel, who has taken all the metal out of his face, yes. because Lady Bird yelled at him, 
And he, did you notice what he's wearing? A suit. The same suit that Dad's wearing. Oh, and his hair's pulled back. His hair's pulled bun. back. All his. Yeah. It looks uh, like a real person. Yeah. And they're like Miguel, and he's like, oh. And at first I was like, who's Miguel? I'm like, that's the brother. Yes. And then the dad kind of walks up to him and he goes, and Miguel's, Miguel is terrified. Yes. Because he's like, oh, I guess we're going for the same job, Dad. Like, I'm sorry, so sorry. Dad. Right. Like, and the dad's like, hey, you got this. Like, I'm still your dad, and I still support you. Right. Like, you're going to do great. And then he gets the job. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's ever mentioned if the dad gets another job or... It isn't. I, yeah. Um, I'm assuming he does. Eventually, but still. Yeah, but it's it's not really talking about... So then Lady Bird starts dating Timothy Chalamet, because he's in a band that she's... And he's really cool. Yeah, he's really cool, and that's the problem. Yeah. He's too cool. He's too cool. And that kind of, like, ruins her, because they're about to boink or whatever, and she's like, oh, I've never boinked. And he says, he straight up says, me either. Like, mm. like, they later argue about it, and I'm like, no, I specifically, like, I remember him saying, me either. And then they boink, and he goes, and he's, she's like, oh, I can't believe we lost it together, whatever. He's like, we didn't lose it together. Like, he kind of, like, sits, and he then he's honest. Right. Which is a great character trait. Because later, like, in that same scene, he goes, I've never lied about anything. I try, I make a very big thing is I don't lie. Maybe you misunderstood me, or blah, blah. I'm like. No, you flat out lied. He said me either. But I could see him, like, maybe misunderstanding what she was saying or whatever. Um, but I like that because he, you see earlier, you see him sit Mm -hmm. and say, I have to say the right thing. Right. Like, so then they go to prom, but they're not together. No. They're not really happy. And then she goes and hangs out with Julie. Who we love. Julie's kind of crying, but then they go to prom anyway. They go to prom together. Yeah. And they have a blast and they have so much fun and then it just can't, then it ends. Oh, then. Oh, then she thinks she's getting into Davis. Which well, she doesn't she, want to go she's to not Davis. Going Her Davis. mom is thrilled, but she doesn't want to go thrilled, to Davis. She doesn't want to go to Davis, and mom is stoked. And then Danny comes over and is like, duh, I'm Danny. And he's like, hey, everyone. They're like, hey, Danny. And he's like, hey, so are you still on the waiting list? And the dad, the dad has the best line in the movie. Do you remember what he says? Uh-uh. Danny goes, are you still on the waiting list? Cut to the dad, and he just goes, oh, F. <laughs> but he like he says the word and he just the like the dad was in on it the whole time. The dad's in on he it. He helped with financial aid papers. He did They are everything. not going to have to pay a dime. Right. Not one dime. Well, because she's getting a student loan. She's and, student well, loans. she will have to pay it back. Right. But aid, scholarships. You know what I mean? The mom is not. There's not one thing that the mom is going to have to spend. Right. And then now the mom does not talk to her for the entire summer. She does not acknowledge her, and it's heartbreaking. Because you see Lady Bird is just like, Mom, please, like, Mom, Mom, please. Nothing. Right. And so then, um, so then she gets into New York school. She is going to the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see the mom scribbling these notes. Right, but we don't know what it is. I thought she was doing the financial stuff. That's what I thought she was doing, too. Which I think you're supposed to... Like, That's what you're she, supposed to do. Because these crumpled up papers are growing and growing, and she's just writing, and she's writing, and she's writing. And then the mom drops her off with the dad, and the dad kind of walks her out, and Lady Bird's like, bye, mom. She's just like, bye. Right. I don't remember what else she says. She, she, basically, Lady Bird's like, don't you want to come in? Nope, you can't get through security anyway. 
or, well, you could, nope, your dad will do it. Okay. Parking's too expensive. Yeah. Okay, bye. So she goes in, and then, then, this, and this is the first time the movie stops following Ladybird. Mm-hmm. It follows the mom. Well, you forgot the one part. What? When the dad is getting out the luggage, he slides in that envelope. Oh, he put the envelope in? He put the envelope the envelope in. Oh. Because so I, I was like, what is that? Is that money? He's been saving it. It's yeah. all about it. So he stuck it in her suitcase. Mm-hmm. So he puts the envelope in because he collected the notes. Yes. Because, um, yeah. That's what it is. It's Notes to her. So yeah. mom drives away and she's all, she's, you can see her, the internal struggle is very present with her. She's upset, and she's kind of like, and then she cries, and she turns back, and she speeds in, and she parks, like, in the middle parking, and she runs in, and the dad is just standing there, and she just cries to the dad, and he says the best line, well, another best line, she'll be back, it's okay, yeah, she's coming back, like, it's okay, and the mom's just like, no, I should have said it, hey, it's okay, right, it's all right, she's coming back, now, Lady Bird's in New York, and I thought this was it, right, Lady Bird is in New York. She goes to a party. She introduces herself as Christine. Which I thought was super cool. She has too much to drink. She goes to a hospital. Yeah. Which I thought something bad was going to happen. So it did didn't. I. Then she goes to like a church or something because it's Sunday. Then she calls her family. Oh, oh, she finds the notes. So she reads all the notes. She calls her family. And she goes, hey, mom and dad, blah, blah. And it goes to message. And then she leaves a message for mom. I was going to say, she goes, dad, this is mostly for mom. Yeah. And it's just like... Hey, Mom, blah, 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 like, I'm sorry, and I go by Christine again, and blah, blah, blah. And then it ends. It's so good. It's pretty good. Rate it. As I rent it. It's, it's really good, but it's really meaty. Yeah, and, and, there's a and, lot. And so this is like a, this is like a, you gotta watch, you have to see this, but th- I couldn't see myself watching this movie again. Nope. You know what I mean? Like... Couldn't be like, let's have fun, let's watch Lady Bird. Like, it's very good. It's a very great coming of age story. I think it's one of those movies that you go, hey, have you seen Lady Bird? No. Oh, you got to see it. Yeah. But I'm not going to watch it with you while you see it. But you should watch it. Yeah, because it's it's not a it's not fun to watch with other people. It's no. got funny moments, but right. It's more quirky than it is funny. Like, yes. Like you're kind of laughing at the awkwardness of a situation, not the lines or dialogue. Besides the dad, the exactly. dad is very funny. So good. All right, so should I do our stick? Yeah. Did, did you have anything more to say about Ladybird? No. Okay. We have an email. show at gmail.com. We have Facebook. Kid Mother Approved on Facebook. We have wonderful merchandise. Zazzle.com, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com slash show. If you'd like to support our tiny little baby podcast, we have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash show. We have a Twitter. Do you want to say that? I don't think so. show. We have a Discord. Yeah, and link is in the description or bio yep. or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Did we get an email this We got week? an email. Yay, I love you, Bales. This is Hello from the Highway. Yay! Hi, Mom and Ruben. It's been a while since I last wrote you. I haven't had that many suggestions or much feedback. This last episode, however, did prompt a response from me. Mom mentioned how she loves that people take the time to write in, and I thought she would really get a kick out of the fact that I, with pen and paper, wrote out a rough... Dr- draft before typing up the final email <laughs> and it's funny what i sent you a screenshot but i didn't send you there's an attached picture of the handwritten email okay stop i love that that's so cute that he spent time to do that that's so nice for themes 
I've had a few formed ideas floating around in my head, and some of the things brought up in this episode got really close on the, to my topics. My first suggestion is, in air quotes, based on. Ruben was talking about Sleepwalk with me being based on Berbiglia's one-man show, and I also thought about 10 Things I Hate About You being based on Taming of the Shrew. And my thought, which is only somewhat related, is movies that strayed too far from their source material and became their own story. My second, which I like that. That's, that's, that's good. interesting. That would be a really good one. Because I feel like that is something, too, that has shown up a lot on accident. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is just this, but different. Exactly. Funny people. Um, right. Let's see. Uh, where was I? My second suggestion, which I've been thinking about for a while, also in air quotes, is children's movies. Basically, I want you to pick movies that were marketed towards kids and had some not child-friendly moments or themes. When you talked about show dogs, my mind was broken trying to comprehend how that scene got the okay. I missed my exit and had to take a five-mile detour <laughs> to get back on track. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you both so much for continuing to make such a wonderful podcast. I also wanted to add West Virginia, Georgia. Tennessee, Alabama, Missouri, and Texas to the states I've listened to in, bringing the total to 22 states. Wow! And that's from? Sincerely, Alex. Hi, Alex. Be safe. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so that's great. We're actually, Alex is going to use one of your theme suggestions for the next week. Yes. But I wanted to say, is there an update on show dogs, Ruben? Yeah, boy, is there an update. Yeah, because we single-handedly did this. We didn't do this. We had nothing to do with this. But what happened? They took those scenes out. They cut those scenes out that you talked about. Yeah, the movie apparently sucks anyway, so good. Yeah, Um, but they took those yucky scenes you were talking about out. And they just deleted them, which is, okay, this is is how you can tell it's a bad movie. If you can just delete scenes and feel like that's going to be okay, not even replace them. You know what I mean? Refilm something else. Not even refilm something else. The movie was already, like, pretty much out. And they had to just can't take those scenes out. So, like, I'm glad. I'm glad this movie isn't going to make a lot of money anyway. This movie got destroyed in the box office. Well, yeah. With everything that's out right now. With Infinity War, Deadpool, uh, Solo. You know, this movie... This Didn't movie, have a shot. No. It's not playing anywhere near us anyway. Is it not? No. Okay, good. I think I it was it. at Oak Ridge, maybe. Um, which is for like, a minute? For a minute. But, like, with everything else that's out right now, it's like... Solo is going to make a thousand more monies than. That's well, how you say that. A thousand more monies. It's going like to make that. like an infinite amount of mo- more money than Show Dogs is. Well, just to tell you about the the amount of movies out or how much they're making, our little theater around the corner is seven theaters, right? Yeah, there's seven. It's playing three films. Three movies, and it's Deadpool, Infinity War, Solo. Yep. Two of the. All of them are technically. Disney. Because Fox isn't owned by Disney yet, but the Deadpool, the character is. Okay. Because he's a Marvel character. So... Got it. So... Did, from... Wow. From be... all of that revenue of, like, non-movie related things, so comics, action figures... Lunchboxes. Bl- l- seriously, lunchboxes, where Deadpool is not on lunchboxes. And, I was going to say. But yeah. he's on action figures, he's on this and that, and so it's just like... Yeah, Dad, there, there's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of money. It is, it is. Okay, so thanks for the email, Alex. Keep driving, be safe. Yeah. Uh, keep thinking of more themes and don't miss your exit. That's so funny. That is funny. Cause that I, is so I funny that, that me, me getting so upset and somebody being like, yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> there goes that. Recalculating. That's yeah. what my GPS does all the time. Um, okay, so what are you watching? What are you watching this week? 
Yeah, you first. Um, I watched Solo. Oh, good. We're not giving spoilers. No spoilers. Did you like it? <sighs> it's uh -oh. a hard question. I enjoyed it. But, now, no, it's very funny. I feel like this movie's been very divisive some, for some people. Some people think this is the best movie ever. Other people think this movie's whatever. Here's all I'm going to say. It's not the prequels. Okay. It's not the prequels. Okay. Prequels are terrible. Yes. But, of the new Star Wars movies, I would put it in last place. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I really loved The Last Jedi. Right. This is not The Last Jedi. Okay. It's fun. Do I need to see it? I think so. Okay, well, I have a movie pass. Yeah. It's fun. I liked getting to see how some of these characters got introduced to each other. That's very fun to me. I think there's some fun cameos. Um, I don't think this movie needed to exist. Right. Could have just been about Lando. I think that with what... With these whole Star Wars, like, spin-off movies, it's much better when it's not about a main character. Okay. I don't need to see how Han Solo became Han Solo. I, just like, that's why the prequels weren't successful. I don't need to see how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. Especially right. like that. Right. Um... Seeing Boba Fett would be cool. Seeing these other side characters that don't that aren't main characters. Seeing a Job of the Hut movie would be kind of interesting. Like a no, because here's why. Oh, you just whacked the Because think because all these side stories. Here's all they need to be: blank but Star Wars. Here's Got what it. a Job of the Hut movie is: The Godfather but Star Wars. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Right. Of just like, okay, this but Star Wars. Um. So yeah. No. Absolutely. Are we good? Yeah, we're fine. Okay. All right, I watched... What'd you watch? Avengers Infinity War. Oh, yeah? See, because we have the movie pass now, so now I have to go to the movies all the time. So, yeah. uh, first of all, two and a half hours. Yes. Even though it's been out for a while. Yeah. Try not... Word I'm not going to say yeah. anything. I'm really not. Because, uh, so, little movie theater around the corner from us. So, numbers one and two are the big theaters. And then they just kind of get smaller from there. We were in Theater 5, which is, I always call, kind of the portable living room. It's just little. Yes. Um, only about maybe 30, 35 seats. Maybe. Maybe. And a big screen. It was full. Yeah, of course. It was full. On a Saturday afternoon, it was full. Or morning, we went at like 11. Okay, it was fun. Now, I haven't seen all the in-betweeners. We talked about yes. this before on certain podcasts. I've only seen certain. So I did have to come home. And be like, who is this guy? Yeah, who is this guy? Who is that guy? I don't know who that is. What actor is that? Because I love that. And, are we still good? Yeah, Thank we're good. Okay. One of my favorite actors, not very well known. I saw him on there. I'm like, who is that? Sebastian Stan. Yeah. You I know what's him. funny? Is Grandma loves Chris Evans. She okay. loves Captain America. But she yes. loves Captain America. Yes. You like Sebastian Stan. I, because I know him you, from Once Upon a Time. You a both Hatter. need to watch the Captain America trilogy. Oh. Watch Captain America 1 then the Winter Soldier, then Civil War. Because they're both in all three of them. Well, then I will, because I've seen the first one. Yes. You haven't seen Civil War? I don't think so. Oh, that's a good one. And, yeah, so we'll, we'll have to catch Grandma up to I think so. I watched Grandma, I, I watched Civil War with Grandma. That's, that's the best one. Okay. Civil, Civil War is the... Best of the three? Well, Civil War, besides Infinity War, is the best Avengers movie. Oh, okay. I'll have to... Do that. So I loved it. I really did. It's two and a half hours. It's a little long. I could have went for some popcorn, but I didn't. What did you think of the CGI? Amazing. Okay. The CG... You forget that Thanos isn't there. Does that make sense? No, I didn't. 
I knew he wasn't but there. But practically, there's yeah. some of those close-ups where, like, I've seen it three times, okay? okay? I think. Maybe four. I don't know. I've seen it a lot. There are some close-ups of Thanos where he has stubble. Yes. Ooh, I didn't even notice. He has hair stubble, and he has chin stubble. Okay, first of all, him with a beard and hair is weird to me. Yeah. Like, because what kind of hair would he have? Right. Weird. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I mean it's just, I'm sure it's just, like, black hair, but, like, what would his hair look like? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's doing so much. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, impressive to me. What? what yeah. Gonna no, I was going to say, remember what I told you? Who I thought Thanos looked like? Can I say that? Or yeah, you can say, say that. that. You can say okay. First of all, for those of you that have been listening, you might know this. Most of you know this. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Yes. Now, I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. You you were starting to get back into it, but it's just... It's it's a little too much for me now, yeah. but I still can watch it for a little bit. But I think Thanos looks like Kurt Angle, the wrestler. Now, yeah. he doesn't... I don't think he wrestles anymore. This he was... He came... No, he's... Him and Ronda Rousey are doing a thing right now. Okay. So... Like, they're, like, doing the whole American hero kind of... Got it. So, Kurt Angle, that's what... Than, who, that's who Thanos... Kind of looks like it. Bruce Willis. Yeah, okay, I could see that. So I really liked it. It was really fun. Um, not spoiling anything. Don't spoil anything. Uh, did you know who Benicio del Toro's character was? Do you know who that is? I know who Benicio del Toro is. I didn't know that he had a character in the movie. He's the white-haired guy, the collector. Remember when they go to nowhere? And when the, the three guardians, no, the four guardians go to nowhere to, to get Thanos. Oh my gosh. That's okay. Benicio del Toro. Oh, I was like, he looked familiar to me, but I couldn't figure out who he was. Okay. His character. Yes. Is Jeff Goldblum character's brother. Got it. The collector and the grandmaster are brothers. Yes. It, it's fun. Like I said, I had to come home and we had to have several conversations. Because you were like, know. who is this? And who's I was that? like, who's this? I don't who's know. That? Who's that? <laughs> Sebastian Stan. And why do people not know to not leave? Yeah, right? It's been 10 years. Yeah, half of the, more than half of the audience left. And I was sitting next to these two people. I'm like, I'm sure you guys know, but don't leave. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're not leaving. So it was interesting. So I liked it. Okay. Um, well, didn't you have one more thing you wanted to say? No. Oh, I was going to go at the very end. You want to do it at the very end? Or should I do it right now? Do it right now. Okay. So. I had a rant a couple weeks ago. Mom's going to have her rant. Yes, episode. you did. It was last week you had to It was last week? Yeah, with the show dogs. It was only last week. Yeah, it was wow. just last week. Okay, so mine's not really a rant. It's just a reminder. Get him. Mom's going, mom's going hard. Mom's not going mom's hard. Mom's going hard. She is ready. She is coming for you, you idiots. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Get ready. Okay, Are you done, done now? I'm done. I'm done Are you now. sure? Is it yeah. all gone? It's all gone. Okay. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> okay. It's not a rant. It's a reminder. So we live, first of all, we live in a new generation. We have um, on demand. We have Netflix. We have everything at our fingertips for our living room. So you can watch a movie. You can talk. You can do whatever. You can have your dinner. You can clean your house. You can watch a movie. People have forgotten about movie theater etiquette. Yeah, you dumb millennials. Put your phone away. No, it's not. Uh-uh. Sorry, just, honey. Yeah, it's just... not millennials because I have to tell you, we've been to the movies twice and it wasn't young people. And yeah. I call young people your age, 27 yeah, yeah. and younger. It's people my age and older that uh, we had an incident a couple weeks ago. Oh, this family, it was just crazy that they were sitting in different places. We were in this tiny theater and the mom kept getting up and like talking to them and giving them food. And then the kids kept moving and it was like, what? 
It's like, hey, shut up. Well, sit and sit together. I also made a Goonies reference to them. Well, because the mom was a little kooky, but... The mom looked like Mama Fratelli, and I was like, I'm so glad I got that Mama Fratelli dig in. And you were like, they probably didn't get that reference. I was like, I don't even care, because I just know that one day they're going to watch the Goonies, and they're going to hear Mama Fratelli, and that lady's going to be like, oh, that guy was right. No, she's not. Anyway, when I went to see Avengers, person behind me totally kicking my seat constantly, I turned around, it's not a child. It's not a teenager. It's a person older than me. And I just looked at him like, what? Constant. And then they were all talking the whole time, repeating dialogue. And again, not children. These were adults. Here's when that's appropriate. And this is, this is very serious. I was going to say that too. Here's when that's appropriate. Opening night. To react to the movie. When the whole theater, when Captain America shows up for the first time and the whole theater goes, yay! Appropriate. Yeah. Four weeks into it and you're the only guy being like, hooray! Like, well, this wasn't even hooray. This was like, what did he say? Oh, that was so funny. Did you hear what he said? We all heard what he said. That's why we're in the theater. That's why we're in the theater. Um, it just, yeah, and the constantly kicking. The guy next to me after the movie said, was your seat constantly kicked? I was like, yeah, people just don't get it. Now, do I mind talking in the movie theater? Sometimes. Depending. Like these two little boys behind me. That is okay. Because they're nine. They were about nine. And, and one's going, okay, now who is that? Oh, that's that guy. Okay. And I just I just very quietly said, shh. And they're like, sorry. We're just excited. Of totally course Totally acceptable. Are, and I get that. But when you're older than me and you're going, oh, that's funny. Oh, did you hear what he said, Marge? Yeah, I heard what he said. That's not, okay. That's, that's when I come in with a nightstick. No, and you don't. This is, no, you don't, that's not kind. I go, I am a legitimate employee of this theater. Get out of here. And then I hit him. No, you don't. That's rude. Right in the head. No, no, that's very rude. But this is not your living room. No. I didn't pay $10, which I didn't. Which we didn't because we but had a I didn't. Pass. Okay, serious question. And this is, do you think that movie pass is ruining theater etiquette? Because think of the logic, right? Okay. I'm not paying $10 to see this anymore. I'm paying technically nothing. So the etiquette of like, now it's just like, yeah, whatever. No, I don't think it's the movie pass. I think it's people that being people just forget yeah. that you're not in your home. Yeah. You know, that we've got, we watch movies all the time now. It doesn't matter. We just click, we go, we're done. So they're just treating a movie theater like their home. Hmm. Where used to be, going to the movies was a treat. Yeah, where you shut up. Well, and you're <laughs> kind and you're respectful. This is, and like I said, it's not, it's not your generation. It's no. mine and older. When this was a couple years ago, we went and saw Wolverine 2, um, and I don't mind talking. Minimally. you talk a lot. I talk a lot. I really try not to talk during a, a big movie. Um, but during, like, kids' movies, I don't mind it. Because that's, that's fun. There I don't know if we said this on the... Tell the, tell the Pooh story really quick. So, we went and saw Ruben and I. He took me to see the new Winnie the Pooh animated movie several years, years ago. And there was a little girl sitting in front of us, about three rows. And she was probably, what, two and a half, three, maybe? Old enough to have an actual talk conversation. That she was talking. And she was narrating, not the whole film. No. Oh. Maybe about the last part of it. Yeah. And she was narrating it. Which is... It was I adorable. No problem with, because it's a child... In a theater yes. for a children's movie. And that's it's to be expected. You, yeah, when you go to a children's film, 
that's what you're going to expect. I know one time one of my friends and I went to see a kid's film and I said to the cashier who was a teenager, we'd like the no children in the theater version, please. And she just looked at me, uh, ma'am, uh, we don't have, and I'm like, I'm just kidding. So I don't remember what movie we saw. But, um, you know, if you're going to a children's film, that's what you're going to expect because yeah. that's the audience and that's I, okay. I will never go to a Disney movie and be upset that a kid is laughing or, or you know what I mean? like Crunching their popcorn near little yeah. they can't help it. Okay. Yeah. So we go see Wolverine 2 and this is where I start to get frustrated. Okay. Rated R movie, a legitimate baby. Okay. Aww. My brain is crumbling in on itself. Because why should a baby be in a very loud movie like that? Who does that? Who brings a, a baby to a rated R movie? A babysitter, some dumb teenager, is $10. Okay. I say, Mom gave me a look when I said a babysitter, some dumb teenager. Because you are like a primo babysitter. You're like premium. You're like I'm not $10 an hour, that's for darn sure. Yeah, you're a little bit more than that. Yes. But so what I'm saying is some idiot who lives, some kid who lives down the street from me is like, Duh, I'm a teenager. I don't know what teenagers do. (laughs) Okay, anyway. $10 an hour. Okay. Okay. Just give them $25. To watch your dumb little baby. It's not, Babies it's not, are not dumb. But this one was. And it's not going to do anything because it's a baby. Okay. So you can leave it at home because guess what? With a babysitter. With, yeah, with, with a babysitter. Because <laughs> guess what? It's not going to do anything. Well, babies do lots of things, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, well, but you, okay, anyway, you go get back the to gist. your point. Yes. I get your point. Um, because this was like a baby baby. This wasn't a crawling baby. This, this was, was a like baby a blobby baby. baby. This is a blob, I'm, yes. Blobby baby because they're so, not quite doing things yet. Then this lady... So this lady has the baby, and during pivotal moments of this movie, okay, the baby is crying. Well, of course, because it's loud. Because it's a stupid baby in a rated R movie. Okay, it's not a stupid baby, it's just a baby, but it's the, of course the baby's crying because then it gets loud and yes. they get scared, poor little yes. baby. Um, so then I go and I tell somebody, like, hey, they got a freaking baby in there, dude. Like, All right, you go in first, you sit, then we'll come out, and when we'll come in and we'll let them know to, to get out, like, or stand by the door or whatever. I'm like, great. So I go sit down, then I watch him come in, and now the, for the rest of the movie, the mom and the dad are flopping, flopping in and out with the baby, and I'm like, good. That's what you get. So later we're coming out, and this, these people are like talking to themselves. They don't know it was me, um, because we weren't even, it was a big theater, and we were not sitting near them. And they're like, yeah, I can't believe someone complained. And the, the lady's holding the baby goes, sorry to like interrupt your artistic viewing of Wolverine 2. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what I'm seeing. I'm not paying $10 to hear your baby scream. Well, and your baby's crying because they're supposed to. Yeah, and then that lady was one of my regulars at one of my coffee places, and she got decaf every single time she came in. That um, wasn't very kind, Ruben. Man, neither is bringing your baby to a movie. Yeah, please don't bring your baby to an okay. R-rated film because they don't belong there. I went and saw Deadpool 2 with okay. Dad. Yes. R-rated. Heavy yes. R. Heavy, heavy R. Yes. Okay? A couple sat down in front of us. Young couple. The girl has a baby on her lap. I have never been more anxious in my life until two seconds later when these teenagers are using their phone as a flashlight to find their seats and sit down right next to them. And now I'm just like, oh, please, I don't know which of you makes me more uncomfortable and anxious, the loud talking teenagers or the baby. And both of them were silent the whole movie. But I was stressed out the entire. <laughs> please don't cry. Please don't movie. be obnoxious. Please don't cry. Like, please don't please, be obnoxious. Because like the baby like was like what? And I'm like please don't. No, please no. Please no. Please no. Please no. And then uh. <laughs> I'm like oh. And the teenager's like uh. Oh. And I'm like, oh. Please 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 please. <laughs> well, and let's just let's just say, 
I understand sometimes babysitters are expensive. Okay, they are. Sure, when I get it. Totally. you guys were little, we didn't have a lot of babysitters because yes. they were expensive. Yes. But we used to take you guys to the drive-in, and then you would go to sleep because yeah. in the summertime, the drive-in starts at 930 or something. And then we would watch what we wanted to watch. There is a way to watch movies with children that doesn't ruin it for every other person. I know. And I, I mean, I do understand parents need to get out too, but there's got to be a different... It's just, it's not fair to the baby. It's not good for their hearing. Sorry, preschool teachers coming out. Um, and it's just not fair to the other people around. And like you said, that they had to pay. So here's mom's little soapbox. You idiot. No. So please remember, and of course, all of our listeners are amazing. Yeah. So it's none of you it's guys. It's none of you guys. So just remember, though, little little mom tip. Remember your movie etiquette. Yeah. Be kind to people. And please don't bring your baby to a movie because it's not good for their little hearing. Mom is the Batman of movie theaters. So if you go into a theater yeah. and you're like, oh, look, I brought my baby to Sex Explosion 7. Yeah, here comes Mom. She's dressed as Batman. And she kind of flops out of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, where's your baby? It's right here. Get this baby out of here. And she chucks it out the window into a stroller. The baby there, lands. And a nice little babysitter going, hello, little baby. Should we sing some songs? Yeah. Yeah. So your thing is a noise issue for other people, which I agree. My thing is for the baby itself. Yeah, Too it's, loud. It's not safe for the Not baby. appropriate. Just... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that that's a whole science thing in itself. Where what's what age does a baby start to really pick up things? From the beginning. Okay, I mean, I don't know. How. Singing, talking—that's why you're supposed to yeah. do it. Their little brains are just like little sponges, and they develop and catch everything. Okay. What are we watching next week? I was gonna say, I think I'm done now. Sorry, that's it, okay. it started out as me, and then kind of yeah. Yeah, it was whatever. It's whatever. But I think you're great. Thanks, mom. Okay. Don't know where that came from, but all just because right. I wanted you to know that. Okay. Our theme for next week is from Alex. Children's movies that in, are... In air quotes, yeah. Yeah. Kids or, movies. I was going to say, kids movies that really aren't for kids. Yes. Okay. I... Who's going to pick... Who's going to do theirs first? You're going to go first. Really? Yes. Okay, can we talk about the movie that you, you were thinking about? And I was like, we cannot have this movie on the show. Yes, because it scared the crap. Oh, I said crap, sorry. That's fine. It scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Okay. So, from the 70s... Because I didn't get it. Because, again, my parents let me watch it because... It's a bunny movie. It's Yeah, it's an animated film. So if it's an animated film, it means it's for kids. Yes. Watership Down from the 70s. <laughs> you told me. You were like, oh, I thought of one, but I don't think so. And you're like, Watership Down. I'm like, Mom, we cannot talk about Watership Down. Like, that's so, like... there. We don't have, like, a, leg, a, a real list. But we have, like, a, 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 a metaphorical list of movies that can never appear on this show. We do? Yeah, because it's just like, we can't sit there and be like, Schindler's List was great. Like, there's just movies that it's like, how are we going to talk about, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Watership Down is one of those ones that's like, how, how do well, we talk about water, like, how do we in a family-friendly, fun podcast talk about Watership Down? Well, and I just didn't pick it because I don't ever want to, because we that, now watch both films. Yeah. And I didn't want to watch it again. That's what I mean, though. <laughs> is it's so, like... Icky. Yeah, it's heavy. So, not going to watch that. Yes. So you're you're going to watch another person who's been on our podcast. Not on our podcast, yeah. but we've talked about. You're watching Coraline. Ooh, I like, I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen it either because it's creepy. I've heard it's really good. But cre- but not for kids. Yeah, oh no, I've heard it's awesome for kids. It's uh, Laika. I believe it's Laika. The live act, the stop motion. I believe it's the yeah, but it's not for children because they're tr- no, it's not. But it's the same way that Nightmare for Christmas is. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, I think it is. Kubo. Mm. I don't know. But <laughs> no. Okay, what am I watching, Ruben? Okay, now I feel bad. <laughs> did you make are you did you pick something yucky? Not yucky. Hard to hold. No, not, what but hard to hold. <laughs> what hard to hold be on here? Because it's Rick's Field. You're watching a movie. I believe what, what year did I say it was from? I don't know. The eighties or the nineties? Oh, I know what you're gonna make me watch. Go Why ahead. am I gonna make no, you watch? I wanna see. I wanna you guess it. All dogs go to heaven. No, okay. that movie sucks. Yeah, there you go. And really not for kids because the, um, the last scene is kind of icky too. Wait, what happens in the last scene of All Dogs Or didn't he like die and then he goes to you know where and then it's The kinda... cat hell? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's also like, how, okay, I'm going to go on a little tangent about All Dogs Go to Heaven. If the devil is a cat. Yes. And all cats go to hell. Yes. That's weird. There is at least one child. That like went to that movie and was like, we have ten cats in our home and no dogs. <laughs> yeah, like all our cats are going. Go, 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 go. Like all our cats are going to hell. Mm-mm. Okay, what am I watching? Make it good. Can I can I tell you what you're not gonna watch? Yes, tell me what I'm not gonna watch. And is my movie available on Amazon Prime or Netflix? Uh, yeah. You uh no, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Okay, we'll find it. You're gonna, um, okay, what was on, I not? This is like um on. Let's make a deal. Let's show them what they didn't win. A movie that I forgot existed. Okay. And I was reminded of it, and I legitimately was looking it up at night, and I had to stop looking it up because I was scaring myself. Okay. Flipper from 1996. Do you, do you know why it was scaring me? No. Because the bad guy in Flipper from 1996 is Scar, the hammerhead shark. And at one point, at multiple points, Scar jumps out of the water with his big mouth open. Okay. Um, fun tip. Hammerhead sharks don't have very big mouths. They can't eat people. Okay. Didn't stop 1996 from terrorizing my childhood. That's fine. We took you out of kindergarten that day. Yeah. And you got a little goldfish. I remember that, and then it died. Um, well, yeah. I remember like... being terrified when that sh- when that shark jumped out of the water. Actual like fear in my um, like I am still seeing it. It because sharks just are terrifying to me. I yes. don't like sharks. No. They're predators for a okay. reason. So good because okay, you're not watching. That... And that was with Paul Hogan, wasn't it? Yeah, and Elijah Wood. Oh, gosh. Okay. You were watching another movie from the 90s. 1998. It was by Amblin Entertainment. What does that mean? I don't know. It has Tommy Lee Jones, Phil Hartman, Dennis Leary, Frank Langella. Is that animated? No. Kirsten Dunst. Do you know what it is? Uh Uh-uh. You're watching Small Soldiers. Great choice. Do you remember Small Soldiers? How they marketed it to kids and then it became PG-13 and then it was back to PG. I specifically, being eight years old, remembering the weird marketing that this movie had. of like. well, it's for because it was like it's for kids, but it's PG thirteen, but because it's got some very inappropriate moments. But we're gonna have video games, and we're gonna have toys, and we're gonna have Burger King. And I think we saw. I think I sat down and we waited till it came to video. Yeah, we totally did. We definitely waited till it came to video, and we definitely did. We're not taken to the theater by dad early <laughs> and told not to see it, to, not to tell you that we saw it. We definitely waited for video. Okay, so. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely waited for video. Okay, because that's what I thought. I thought we waited for video and I sat with you and watched it. And, yep, that's definitely what happened. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe just in my old little mom brain that's what happened. Um, 
do you remember when we went to Universal Studios and they had the big small soldiers thing? I don't. Yeah, so we went in the early 90s, obviously, not early 90s. Late 90s. Late 90s, but it was like, er, sorry, early 1998 because the movie was not out yet. Okay. But they were pumping that movie super hard. They had the characters out, like, and were, like, walking around. They had, like, a walkthrough area of, that you could see the sets from the movie. Okay. And you could see the figures from the movie, and you could be, quote-unquote, in the movie of, like, a hold on to this as we CGI and green screen the background. Okay. Um... But yeah, so I that's I remember loving this movie. I remember having the toys and the video games and all that stuff. Well, there you go. So yeah, you're watching Small Soldiers. Excellent. And what you're am watching, I watching Coraline. Coraline. Ooh, don't watch it. It's a little creepy, but a lot of creepy. It's stop motion, right? It doesn't matter. It's still creepy. Creepy, scary. Timothy Burton's great. Scary. Timothy Burton. Tim Burton. Timothy. What are you, his mom? <laughs> no. I'm not. Coraline is a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. People like it. I'm just too scared. I would never show it to a child. 3D stop motion. It's based on a Neil Gaiman book. So okay, yeah, still that scary. explains it. All um, right. So I think that's it? It's Oh, it is Leica. Okay, I love Leica. I love their stop motion. Okay. They're going to go out of business, but I love them. Okay. Well, they're not going out of business right now, but they will eventually because they make beautiful, beautiful movies that make no money. Oh, like I'm they sorry. did box trolls, they did Kubo. I've never seen either of those. Oh, they're so good. I haven't seen them. I went in expecting dumb and got like a really like they're so good. So what's the difference between like box trolls and what's the other one? Day of the Dead one. Not not the Pixar one, but the other one. That was CGI. Book of Life. Okay. Yeah, that, that was actual CGI. Box trolls is look at our little uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Look at our little man. Now his leg moved. Now his other leg moved. Got it. Now but his it's other different leg than the English films that are like clay people, yeah? Claymation and stop motion are pretty much the same thing, but Ardman, the Wallace and Gromit people, yes, I couldn't think those of... are like the claymation people because okay. everything looks like when Ardman makes something, you know. all of the people look like Wallace and Gromit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they all you look just like know that. what it is. Okay. Well, good enough. Well, we're going to have a great time watching some movies this week. <laughs> Not really. I'll be scared. You picked it. I, well, I know. Was that our monster house? <laughs> Is that a monster house? Yeah, those are my two choices this all right. week. So, all right, guys, have a great week. All right, bye. Bye.